Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hello there. Welcome to 1% Better. This week's episode is interviewing, no it's not actually, it's just me, a solo show of me talking, hopefully one that you will enjoy and that you stay with. Two years ago nearly, I did an episode and a blog post around productivity, how to get stuff done. I think I put 11 tips out, I know I put 11 tips out, and it was without doubt one of the most listened to episodes so far. People are very keen on being more productive or becoming more productive. As I look back, it was definitely one that at the time was useful for me to reflect on. I always felt there was more to talk about in this area and more to focus on. So I recently decided to put together a second part and had been formulating it for a while. So it's a different approach, so much so that when I was writing it, I knew there was a third part. So there'll be another follow up later on. But this one is more around getting the right stuff done with purpose as opposed to how, a little bit more on why. So let me go into what I wrote and hopefully you'll get something from it. So do you ever feel like you're working on the wrong things? Do you lose motivation maybe halfway through a piece of work that you're doing, a project? Or do you ever actually take the time to have a strategy when adding your to-do list? Do you put stuff on there with purpose or does everything go in there? It's all about taking a step back, I guess, and thinking if there is another way to be productive or maybe looking at it through a different lens from a different perspective. And that all helps, I believe, and I know now, to get more stuff done. And not just more stuff, but better stuff done. So if you're kind of asking yourself these sort of questions and feeling from time to time that it just never ends and you're always doing more and you don't get that satisfaction, maybe this one will be of interest to you. So as I said, I put it out two years ago, the 11 Steps and at the time people were asking me how was I able to get so much stuff done I was working I had the podcast I was doing coaching a diploma at the time uh, and a lot on the question was like how do you get it done what's suffering at the time jokingly I would have said I wasn't married and didn't have any kids since then I've got engaged and now have a kid so it definitely helps me look at things a little bit differently but somebody again at the time a colleague or somebody I worked with uh, had said it seems like you've mastered time I definitely didn't feel that and if you're a productive person as well but still probably feel that you're not getting enough done you'll know what I mean this one is all about looking at the why more so than the how and in the last two years a lot has happened as I mentioned we have a baby engaged have a house extension just completed still have the day job and have released over 100 episodes of the podcast since then probably i've further grown in the coaching area and i've even started doing a few videos online and more articles like this one so lots have happened and trying to keep all of that in the air all those balls in the air as well as keeping somewhat fit to manage type 1 diabetes which can be troublesome is not easy so my management of time has always been quite good getting a lot done in that time but I also felt that it wasn't always the right stuff now I suppose more than ever that the less time I have I have to be a bit more focused and confident that the stuff I'm working on is the right stuff so I started diving into the question of, of why. And I'm more convinced than ever that you can still be productive, get lots done, have all of those things going on in your life, being a, a father, a dad, a husband, friend, whatever roles you're playing, 
and still get a lot of things done. It just takes some discipline, as I talk about regularly, discipline is key. And to constantly ask yourself the question and validate if you're spending your time on the right stuff, rather than just putting it on the list and diving in. And the more you do that, the quicker you'll be able to confirm if you're on the right track. So maybe at the start, it might take a little bit more time to take that step back and question and you get that sense you're not moving forward. But there's return on investment there. It'll develop your approaches to how you learn and how you do things. And it'll help with your decision making and the general choices that you make. I have in the blog post a quote from Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, I think this one came up in a number of books I've read over the last few years, but one was uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, and it's, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. And that really stood out if you've ever read that book or, or listened to the audiobook. It, it absolutely is a challenging read, but, but insightful, and it definitely gives you lots of perspective. And it is a bit extreme, but when it comes to productivity, it's very key to be working on the stuff that aligns to your why. And, and that's really what the rest of this piece is about, focusing predominantly on why before you dive into the how. So let me go into a few of the points that I've made in this one. Number one, productivity is a choice. So think about the word productivity for a minute. What does it really mean? Is it about getting stuff done or is it more about the choices and decisions you make? To be productive, you're making trade-offs, choices and decisions to do one thing over another with your most valuable resource, which is time. So highly productive people, teams or organizations recognize this, that tend not to blindly go diving into busy work, work that is never ending, but yet has to be done to convince yourself you're being productive, right? So instead, high productivity is all about taking a more calculated approach to deciding what to work on and then using some of the practices and tools maybe mentioned in the previous one and upcoming one, you can focus on the how. We all have to-do lists that never stop growing and that can be demoralizing, especially when you seem to be so successful in taking stuff off them on a daily basis, yet it still has a mountain to climb. So when you're thinking about productivity, thinking about it as a choice is a good starting point. Number two is around procrastination. So procrastination is probably something we all can relate to. It's a very real thing. Do you find it popping up a lot in your day-to-day life? Do you put stuff on your to-do list today that you're going to do, find it still there at the end of the day, so you move it to tomorrow and maybe move it to the next week or give it a different color code? If that's happening a lot and you keep doing it, maybe you're procrastinating and maybe there's a reason behind that. Maybe it's time to think more about the question around why. So getting crystal clear on your why has become very popular over the last few years, or at least very popular to me in that it's like one of those batter meinhof phenomenon type things. The more you see it, or the first time you see it, and the more times it starts popping up like a a specific type of car. So ever since the explosion of the book and the TED Talk from Simon Sinek, Start With Why, I've really been focusing in on this question over the last few years. Why am I doing this piece of work? And if I, I do that, will it bring me closer to my goal that I have identified? Is it in line with my core values? Or is it in line with what I believe in, my own vision for whatever I'm chasing after or going after? So if you're not clear on what your core values are, I would recommend you go to the website. There's a link in there on seven steps to figure out your core values. Just as an aside, it's a useful one and there's a podcast on that too. So if you can get clear on your why and what your purpose is and your core set of values 
and get into the habit of looking at your work through that lens on an ongoing basis, your procrastination, you will find, will drop. Why do you think that? Because it's work you're actually believing in. It's actions you're taking that will bring you towards where you want to get to that's in line with all of those values. Even though the work might be difficult, mightn't be easy at all, it can take a little practice to build this habit. Certainly over time, there's a huge return on investment. You'll see a difference in motivation as well. And that's the next point we're going to dive into. But just to leave you with it, take a pause, check the purpose and then proceed. And hopefully that will remove procrastination from your dictionary, at least from the perspective of not doing stuff. Okay, number three, a motivation check on language. So we talked about motivation there a second. I'll go into more details here. Maybe maybe you're good at unlocking the procrastination door. You can easily get started, but you find yourself stalling and find it super hard to get back into whatever it was you were doing. Perhaps the motivation has gone. Being motivated by the work you're doing is essential to make progress. Even more so if what you're working on is a big goal, which looks to be very far in the distance when you start out. As long as you're motivated, you will keep sticking with it and you will keep moving forward even if that is difficult using the right language can absolutely help here so back in 2018 last year i interviewed jim breen who's a highly successful entrepreneur he set up cycle against suicide you should check out the episode there's a link in the blog post he shared many great and impactful insights from his experience and and the lessons he's learned through the years One that keeps sticking with me and that I share a lot and I tweet about and I tell people about is the use of positive language to help with your motivation, to help you move forward, to help you overcome a block. In our discussion, Jim talked about how important exercise is for his mental health. Like all of us, Jim could find it difficult in the morning to get up and go for that jog or after work when you're tired to go for that jog. He changes the language he uses. He twists it to be a positive so instead of saying oh i have to go for a run today which i think we're all guilty of saying or i have to go to the gym he says i get to go for a jog today or i want to go for a jog today and that makes a huge change when you just switch those words around and it's a much more positive exciting privileged position to be in just that one word from have to to get to makes a big difference For me, I get to get up at 5am in the morning as I want to spend time working on my podcast and personal development before the day job starts. I get to write this blog post. It's empowering and it's exciting. I get to talk into the microphone about it and share an episode. That's exciting too. It's a choice and not a chore. So take a look at the words you're using and what you're doing. Are you having to do it or are you in a privileged position to get to do it? Transform from a chore to a choice and keep your motivations high. Number four is an area I'm fascinated about called locus of control. So I get to read a lot. See what I did there? This year I've read two books from a guy called Charles Duhigg and I read them back to back. Both of them have been very influential in my thinking over the last number of months and certainly in putting this piece together. In one of the books, Smarter, Faster, Better, he outlined a concept called locus of control. And whether you're on the internal or external side, an example here might help. Have you a friend or a colleague that's always blaming others for things when they go wrong? That it's never their own fault? That would suggest they have an external locus of control. That the world is against them? It's 
probably a draining experience to be in their company, right? On the other hand, what about a friend or a colleague that looks for feedback and asks, how do they do? What would or could they have done better? You can instantly see that their approach is becoming towards a better version of themselves. They display a huge amount of self-determinism to make things better. How do you view this person? They're probably much more fun to be with and their energy can be infectious and have a positive impact on you. This person has an internal locus of control. How does this connect with productivity? I hear you ask out loud perhaps. Taking an internal locus of control allows you to determine your own future. You're controlling the controllables. You're not passing the book or giving yourself an opt-out. Do you find yourself putting off that task before you haven't heard back from Tom or Mary or whomever? That there's no point doing it until you do. You're making an excuse. What if you took control and maybe brainstormed some ideas that could come back and then take action on all of that? That the potential feedback could go this way or that way. You're really thinking things through, taking control and ready to take action when you do get that response. As an example, how does that sound? Does that sound like more of an internal locus of control? Do a self-check right now. What is your intuition telling you about your own locus of control? What can you take more ownership on? It's empowering to make decisions instead of waiting for them to be made for you. That's a locus of control. Okay, number five in our productivity part two, looking more at the why than the how, smart goals with heart. So this one is a bit of a blend. In part one, I mentioned smart goals, which are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, an acronym for goal setting that you can use. And it's still very, very useful. I still use it all the time. It's been around for years, very easy to remember, and definitely works most of the time. What I've learned since then, though, is there's probably an area you can improve on with SMART goals, or is there a flaw, or is just a tweak? And that SMART goals can lack emotion. They don't always clearly call out an emotional connection to the goal. And if you're not emotionally invested, if there's no heart in it, for example, I'm certainly less likely to complete it. I don't know about you. So pick a work goal or personal goal that keeps stalling or going off track. Take a step back. Is it smart? Have you applied that methodology to it? If yes, and it's still failing, then check, is it really something you believe in? Is it in line with your vision, going back up to motivation? Is it in line with your values? Does it excite you? If not, could you potentially reframe it so it connects deeper with you? Make it align with your why, perhaps. Add some heart to it. Maybe that'll help. A very personal example is one I've shared a few times over the last 18 months or so, probably 20 months now, is the Dry 18 adventure I've been on where I gave up alcohol in 2018 and I'm still abstaining at this point. I did an ebook about it. There's a link in the post. This was very much a smart goal, although some might say it wasn't very smart at all. But using insights that I had from the book Switch by the Heath Brothers, I made sure it was not just a black and white goal, but one that connects with my motivations. I reworded it numerous times until I felt that it connected emotionally with me, that it gave me energy, that it was something I really wanted to do. And it certainly worked. It worked out and it's still working. When that happened, I was more bought into it and it became visceral. Let's be clear. None of us want to be wasting our time working on goals that don't serve us. Take the time out at the start, or even during, if needs be, the execution, to ensure it's something you believe in. 
It's a big factor in staying the course. When I shared the 11 approaches to get more stuff done two years ago, as I said, became very quickly the most listened to and read piece of content I had shared to that point. I know it wasn't down to the amazing writing style or the best delivery. It was very much more about the tangible practical elements that you can do and a universal desire from people to get more stuff done and gain control over their never-ending to-do lists. At the time, I knew there was more digging required. Now, having dived a little deeper, questioning the motivations and really challenging the why instead of just running with the how, it's all helped me keep moving forward and increase my own levels of satisfaction and happiness. Now, with life even busier than ever, with time even more precious than before, filtering out the important from the busy, the high value from the low has been massively important for me. So guys, thanks for listening to this one all the way through. If you want to read it, check out the post. It'll be out now as well. It shows you're serious about making improvements and are eager to get better. To get started, maybe the best thing to do from the above is to do nothing at all. Sit back and think about what's on your to-do list today for a moment. How does it match up against any of the points above? Could you do some task-to-purpose value mapping? That's something I kind of made up, but if you look at your tasks and map it to your purpose or values, which ones are connected? See what jumps out, see what ones excite you and are in line with what motivates you and what you can control. Maybe they're the ones to start with and maybe the ones that will give you the biggest return on investment of your time, best fulfillment and set you up for success. Have a listen to the internal voice inside your head. Is it saying something louder than ever, giving you all the reasons not to do that? Maybe that's exactly the sign you need to get started. Just taking those few minutes out to assess and resist the temptation to get busy could be the best time you'll spend all day. You're starting it off on purpose, with purpose. Thanks for checking this out. As always, I'd love if you shared it with others, if it makes sense, if it's something that connects with you, and I hope it was worth the time you give to listen. As I mentioned, I will be sharing a part three about productivity, which combines some of the hows, new ones that I didn't touch on before that I definitely use, and connects into some of this part two around the why. And I'll put that out in the near future. But between now and then, if you want to sign up to the newsletter, you'll get notified when it comes out. I leave it there. Thanks so much, guys. And keep listening to the 1% Better podcast, sharing it with your friends. And we will catch up with an interview next week. Till then, good luck. So this is the outro of the podcast, guys. You got to the end, and that is great. Please hang in here for another couple of minutes. I know most people won't, but maybe there's something here of interest. So check this out. First off, thanks so much for listening to this one, as well as maybe the 100 or so that's gone before it. Why not check them out if you haven't already? There's lots of good stuff in there. The whole podcasting journey for me has been a huge learning, and I'm trying to help you guys learn and improve as well. So much has changed over the last few years since I started it. I've really realized lots of the goals that I put out there and then realized so many unexpected benefits as well. And I think anytime you take on action towards a goal, you're going to pick up lots of things that you didn't expect along the way. And hopefully they're good things. In this particular episode, was there any one or two things that jumped out 
maybe you could take a pen and paper out right now because this is something that you might think of during the episode but never do do it now take it out write down a goal that you're going to set yourself as a result of something you learned from this episode put a plan in place and then work towards it applying yourself deliberately over time take ownership build a habit improve get one percent better share accountability with somebody you know in a buddy system and learn and grow and improve that's what it's all about that's my hopefully inspirational piece done other areas to note check out the website robofthegreen.ie you can consume everything there for free there is obviously the podcast there's video one minute monday clips there's articles uh, not enough but i'd like to put more there if you're interested in putting one there let me know and there's a get better at page which i'm starting to add new content to over time there's a feedback page if you want to email me rob at rob of the instead but it's all about trying to engage you and get you to a place of improvement so i'm open to feedback as i said ways you can help me is by following me on the socials at rob of the is the website or at rob of the green on all the social platforms subscribe to the podcast on any of the apps that you might listen to it on talk about it tell a friend about it tell your family members about it share some of the ideas not only to your friends but to me is there anything i can improve upon sign up to the newsletter that's there as well i'm experimenting again with a group called slack rob of the green on slack this is really for a shared accountability environment and sharing ideas you can sign up to that on the website as well all of this is obviously all free but there is also an option where you could subscribe to my patreon site and make a small donation for the content that we do it's there it's totally up to you everything that is coming in through that or could come in through that will go into making the podcast better so to close i am always trying to improve and get better change is difficult i know that but it's all about taking the first step learning something applying yourself moving forward you can do this i've been able to improve pushing myself outside the comfort zone learning and i think if i can do it so can you don't overreach don't set yourself unrealistic goals one percent at a time is enough but it's all about starting and that will bring you on your pursuit of betterness to a great place thanks for sticking to the very end talk to you next time and take care good luck